You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Tim Mosier, your host today, coming at you from the mothership right in downtown Fargo between the railroad tracks and the cathedral. Yes, the studio here in Fargo in the Meadowlark building. Look for the big, big yellow bird on the side of the building. I'd like to thank Rachel Juvie for producing today, doing an awesome job as always. Appreciate that. I'd like to also thank Dr. Marie Meany for being on last segment talking about infertility. A wonderful interview. And speaking of wonderful interviews, I got two young gentlemen right here in studio, Patrick Sorrells and Garrett Aberly. Welcome, guys. Yeah, thank you. So you're seminarians, uh, St. Paul Seminary. So you're wearing, wearing the swag there. I like it. I like it. Um, <laughs> so you're, you're off now for a couple more days. When do you guys have to go back? Because you're still on your, like, your Christmas break, I take it? Uh, well, this, this is kind of like after our Christmas break. So okay. for St. Paul Seminary, they have uh, a January term. Like a J term? Yeah, yeah okay. J term. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. So our assignment for this, uh, for First Theology, which is what both Patrick and I both mm-hmm. are, um, we ha- we're, gonna, we're assigned in the diocese. And we're researching the diocese and kind of meeting people in it so that we can get to know our diocese better. Hmm. And then we uh, make a report at the end of it, kind of write a paper. Sure. I like that. And that's how I met. I mean, I had seen you guys before. But that's, I met you guys last week and you're kind of hanging around. You came to my office and said, let's chat on the radio. So that, that is awesome. Patrick, when do you go back? Uh, I go back the same day as Garrett. Okay. So we'll, we'll leave this coming Monday mm-hmm. uh, back to St. Paul. Okay. And then uh, two days, actually one day later, we'll leave for the March for Life with the Archdiocese awesome. as a uh, first theology class. I like it. So, ha- have you gone before? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've, I went uh, last year while I was at seminary in Maryland. Oh, oh Mount St. Mary's? Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what did you think of it? It was a good time. It was definitely a good time. Powerful experience, mm-hmm. isn't it? And are you going to go to Garrett? Yes, I will. Will yep. this be your first time, or have you gone before, too? No, I've not gone before. No. This will be my first time. So cool. I'm really excited yeah, about that. That's yeah. awesome. That's great. That's great. Well, I, I always love talking with young guys who are in, in, coming into the seminary. It, it's so great. I just wanted you to basically tell your story a little bit, just, you know, growing up, the, the, the faith life, and, and what, how did you discern that call to the priesthood? So, mm-hmm. Garrett, you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess for me, um, I grew up in a Catholic family, mm-hmm. so from a young age, I mean, always going to Mass and all sure. of that. Um, but I guess we didn't necessarily talk a ton about vocations, mm-hmm. but um, for me personally, kind of when I was in high school, it was kind of the first time I actually thought about becoming a priest. Um, I mean, I had wonderful priests growing up that really impacted me. Yep, um, that helps. And, you know, loved serving at Mass, and those are things that I always... So I always like to be close to the Mass, but in high school is really when I kind of uh, actually started thinking, you know, maybe this might be something I could actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the first uh, instances in which I really noticed that was I was on a, um, like, a, I was at a youth conference, and then um, there they had, uh, I had a really powerful experience in confession, um, because that was one thing. So, like, I never really went to confession regularly. Um, mm-hmm. I just... It was one of the things we were not forced to do, so I kind of did. <laughs> Why do it then? Exa- yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, um, but yeah, kind of powerful experience there. And then we had some time of adoration afterwards. Uh, so kind of in that, I kind of uh, had kind of started to notice God's call uh, there, started thinking about it. But really what kind of uh, solidified like um, me thinking, okay, yeah, God might actually be asking this, is they had a conference or kind of some side talk for people that were interested in vocations. Mm-hmm. 
And I felt very strongly within myself as like, oh, I really need to go to this, but mm. I also really didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was kind of the first thing. Um, I didn't. I ended up not going to that. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Um, yeah, I, it was just not something I wanted. I, I didn't want to give up the things that mm -hmm. were involved in that, you know. Um, and but then later in high school, I it kind of it kind of came back up as I was figuring out what college I wanted to go to. Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking of going into engineering. I you know I loved math and science and all of those things. Geek? No, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I'm a math and science guy too, so don't worry. Okay, 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 good. <laughs> Although I probably uh, am a geek, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, maybe I am too, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. So. Um, and then eventually, so I ended up actually talking to I talking to my parents about this, and um, then ended up talking to a priest um, who had kind of given me some advice. And I ended up going to college at UND, and just kind of continued discerning there, mm -hmm. and um, to kind of see you know if the Lord's call continued. If that continued, then that mm -hmm. kind of would you know validate. Sure. Like, okay. Yeah. This is re he's really asking mm -hmm. me this. Mm -hmm. um, so while I was there, I got really involved at the Newman Center. And started going to um, at the uh, recommendation of a friend who had who entered seminary as well. Mm -hmm. um, started going to spiritual direction, kind of meeting with a priest, with the the pastor there, and um, through that, I was really that really kind of opened up prayer a lot more for me. Mm -hmm. Being able to just talk with another person mm -hmm. about what's going on, rather than just you know mulling in your head yeah, of, yeah. of all of the things. Um, and so with that, and continuing to just more and more regular prayer, mm -hmm. uh, times of silent prayer with the Lord, and also going to Mass regularly, all of those things, getting involved in the, um, all those things at the Newman Center, which were wonderful. Uh, I kind of started to be more and more drawn to that and less and less interested in my studies that mm -hmm. I was before ah. previously excited to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of one of the signs. And um, eventually, um, uh Father Metzger got the vocation director ah. got in contact with me because uh, he was in Grand Forks for a little bit before oh, he was vocation right. he director. Was, yeah, so was, I, yeah, yeah, so I was at UND at that time. Yeah. So sometimes I'd go to St. Michael's, who so sure. kind of you know seen me before. But um, so he um, invited me to some retreats, and then on on the second retreat I went on, uh, which was specifically on the priesthood. Uh, that was really where uh, in the silent prayer there, I had kind of was kind of asking the Lord, it's like, okay, this is a discernment retreat. I kind of want to really figure out what I'm supposed mm -hmm. to do. Let's, let's discern. Like, do you actually want me to go? And then this desire on my heart is like, yeah, I do really want to go to seminary. Mm -hmm. um, and then later on that retreat, um, Father talked to me. He pulled me aside. It's like, hey, do you want to talk for a little bit? So then um, as we were talking, we he's kind of gave me an application and started going through the things. And I was like, oh, okay. So... Um, this is actually re this is actually a real option. Mm -hmm. um, so then, after a little bit, came back from the retreat, um, kind of spent a month of like, you know, is this really what I want to say yes? Do I really want to say yes? And then I did mm -hmm. filled out the application, was sent off to Nebraska for co college seminary to figure out uh, finish out a degree, mm -hmm. um, and then graduated from there uh, last spring. And now I'm starting uh, just finished my first semester of major seminary mm -hmm. at St. Paul. 
Awesome. That's great, so, Garrett. A couple of things really stick out to me. Number one, you know, you said, I, I don't want to think of all the things you'd have to give up going back yeah, to that. That Exactly. But, but but it's so good because as a priest, you're asking, you need to know what you're giving. I'm giving up this to embrace this. I'm called to this. And yes. that's a beautiful thing. But you don't just go into it blindly, which, no. which is awesome. And the second thing is, I, I love it. I, I call it four S's. The sacraments. Silence and spiritual direction yes. lead us to the Holy Spirit, right? And mm -hmm. also the, those four S's, basically. That's great. Patrick, what about you? What about your journey? Sure. Uh, my journey is a little more unique because uh, I did not grow up Catholic. Ah. I grew up in a uh, faithful Protestant family mm -hmm. here in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, just going to church and uh, some semblance of uh, Sunday school when I was really young, which turned into Bible study, uh, Wednesday night Bible study and youth group. That kind of uh, that kind of Protestant uh, faith life, mm -hmm. um, which which is very good. I mean, it's, you know, you're in the Word and everything, and exactly. with, relationships. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, when I went off to college, I wanted to uh, go to Concordia College, and oh. my draw there was their music program. Uh, I was very, I was, I'm a singer, and okay. so I was very drawn to their uh, vocal music education program. But I didn't end up graduating with that degree. Uh, that's a, another side story. <laughs> okay. But it was my second semester there that uh, I started to really make my faith my own. I I'd yet uh, to become Catholic yet, mm -hmm. uh, but I uh, ended up going and buying myself my own Bible and a prayer journal, mm -hmm. and then got involved uh, with a couple different uh, college ministry programs uh, during the uh, next three semesters of my time at uh, Concordia. But it wasn't until my uh, junior year, second semester, when a good friend of mine started poking and prodding at my Protestant faith, trying to get me to consider uh, some Catholic ideas because mm -hmm. he was Catholic. Okay. Um, and so I had, I had never tried to defend Protestantism before, and so I was doing my very best. Mm -hmm. uh, and so during the conversations, he mentioned RCIA mm -hmm. and said, just because you go doesn't mean you have to convert. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, all right. And then in the meantime... He got me plugged in at St. Mary's Cathedral, singing in the Cathedral Choir in Fargo, uh, mm -hmm. uh, under the direction of Jay Hirschberg. Dr. Jay Hirschberg, what a great yes. guy. Concordia piano professor, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. A good friend of mine. <laughs> and so, um, just going to, going to Mass there on Sundays, learning the responses, um, and also singing with the choir was sort of the beginning of my Catholic catechesis. Mm. And then... Um, I ended up deciding to do RCA finally mm -hmm. that following summer. Um, this was summer 2017. And then went in with an open mind. I didn't have any large negative connotations towards the Catholic faith mm -hmm. at all, which I count as a huge grace mm -hmm. in order to uh, take in the faith as it's presented to me. Mm -hmm. So I uh, went into RCIA, and it was actually in RCIA that I heard the call to priesthood mm -hmm. um, in prayer. And so I, was, I remember I was praying my rosary because um, I'd started praying the rosary okay. at that time as well. And uh, in prayer, I was meditating upon um, the Great Commission, okay. where uh, Jesus says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, how do I best fulfill the Great Commission? And the thought popped into my head, I should be a priest. Mm. And over the next couple of years, uh, that thought never quite went away. And, mm -hmm. and in retrospect, uh, that in and of itself is a sign of a call, call, a possible sign of a calling to the priesthood. Right. And so uh, I met with uh, the rector of the cathedral after I heard that call in prayer. And um, it was after that meeting, he, he told me that I can't really go to seminary unless I'd been Catholic for two years. Mm -hmm. So then I began, uh, then I... Uh, 
came it into began the, the waiting yeah. game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, kept going through RCIA. Yeah. Eventually got confirmed in the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. Faith Easter Vigil 2018. Okay. Uh, which is a little over four and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, graduated from undergrad. Uh, worked two years uh, in the field. I graduated with a business de- degree in healthcare administration. Okay. Worked two years and then eventually started to, uh, when that two-year mark mm-hmm. uh, started to come around to January 2020 is when I got back on the discernment uh, wagon of, all oh, right, do I have a call of the priesthood? Mm-hmm. And I, w- I asked uh, Father Patrick Parks uh, oh, sure. one day, I said, can you get me on the list for the St. Andrew's Discerners Dinner at the Bishop's Residence? And he said, sure. And so I went to that got involved, um, got uh, actually participated in two retreats that I was invited to by the vocations director at that dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after going on those two retreats, realized that there was only so much praying I could do Mm -hmm. about a vocation um, until I had had to ask uh, the church that, am I at least in the the material you're looking for in a seminarian? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just to start. Because I had been told, and this is true, that seminary, just because you go, doesn't mean you have to complete it. Right. Seminary itself is a place of discernment. Mm -hmm. And with that in mind, I uh, contacted the vocations director uh, and I said, um, can I have an application to the diocese? And that was, that I thought that that ask, asking the church, am I the material you're looking for, was in the form of that application Mm -hmm. to the diocese. Mm -hmm. And then after I applied, everything happened very, very quickly. I got the application end of April Submitted it beginning of June, interview mid-June, accepted end of June, uh, submitted an application to the seminary they told me to go to, which was Mount St. Mary's in Mm -hmm. Emmitsburg, Maryland. Uh, Beginning of July, accepted mid-July, put in my two weeks, and voila, I was seminarian for the Diocese of Fargo on my way to... Mount St. Mary's in Maryland. Excellent. So God just made everything fall right into place of that. That's amazing. I love what you said about uh, your, your, your music and the mass. You know, I, I just think the mass, of course, you know, is a great place for catechesis anyway, right? And I'm just, I'm just thinking that maybe even unwittingly, your participation in the mass, do you think that may have had uh, uh, an influence on your wanting to get uh, maybe the call to the priesthood? I definitely... Um Definitely enjoyed my time uh, mm-hmm. singing with the cathedral yeah, choir yeah. Uh, at times there under the direction of Jay Hirschberger, and, and uh, I I assume so. Yeah, yeah my my musicality, my my musicianship, sort of uh, heard the heard the hymns, and I remember in my Protestant church really wanting to sing hymns, ah, and yes. we were more so trying to get to go towards like the praise and worship mm-hmm, sort of songs, mm-hmm. and I liked the hymns, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean they they entertained me one time because I was in the worship team there mm-hmm. when I was a Protestant, mm-hmm. and we sang a hymn one or two times, right. and. Got out the old electric organ, which yeah. was just sitting right there. For sure. So, yeah, that, the music cool. definitely catechized me yeah, there. And I, I think it was uh, St. John Paul II uh, that said, uh, the best catechesis is a well-celebrated mass. Absolutely. That's, that's it. Patrick Searles, Garrett Aberly. We're having a great interview. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The the very day that uh, I was appointed as bishop, uh, I came over to the studio and and, uh, had an interview with you. And and so that was my first introduction to Real Presence. It's It's been part of my life as a bishop from the very beginning. And I felt, you know, from that very, very first time that uh, we talked, 
uh, on the air, I, I felt like I already was being introduced to the faithful of our diocese and to this whole area, which, which is a great thing because, you know, one of the, the challenges for a new bishop, an old bishop, any bishop, is to um, have contact with his people and to be a part of their lives in some way. And Real Presence Radio, from the first day, has helped me to do that. I really feel like I have a way to to reach the lives of our Catholic faithful and others as well who just happen to be listening. And and that's a real blessing because in a diocese as large as ours, area-wise, it's, it's hard to get around to every place. And um, I traveled all the parishes as much as I can, and, and yet this is a way that I can reach people that otherwise perhaps I wouldn't be able to visit with. And they get a chance to hear what's on my mind and, and uh, through different events that I've participated in on the air, I've heard some of their questions too, which has been a lot of fun. So it's, it really is a blessing to me. I, I feel very fortunate that this, this network is so alive and so vibrant in, in our diocese and really in this whole Northern Plains area. It's wonderful. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, coming at you from the Fargo Studios today, talking with Garrett Aberly and Patrick Sorrells, two young, sensational seminarians for the Fargo Diocese. They kind of told us a little bit about their path, their discernment, their call. I'm interested. Garrett, let's start with you. What are one or two things that have kind of stood out to you so far in your formation? Yeah. Um, well, one of the things that has stood out is just like the, um, even all of the classes that you take, mm -hmm. um, the academics, I mean, sometimes it can be difficult, but all of them really do apply to the faith. And they, at least, if you look at them in the right way, they, they really help your prayer. Mm -hmm. So, and then that's kind of one thing that was kind of, that's been really cool. So you can um, even enjoy classes that aren't science and math. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Okay, cool. I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but also even just looking at everything, uh, even, even the science and math is like, it all just like, you know, Jesus is the truth and all of that fits into him. Exactly. And it's it, like the unity of all of that is just beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then another thing too is just like all of the um, assistance that we get is just really amazing. I mean, we have um, like spiritual directors that we meet with regularly, uh, helping us in the spiritual life. We have formators that are helping us with um, our life in the house and seminary in general. Um, and then uh, seminaries, the seminaries I've been to have always had wonderful counselors too um, for uh, yeah the emotional human side of things. So they're just really trying to every aspect of the man that they can mm. find. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, love it. Yeah, there, there's no conflict between faith and science, as we know. Absolutely. That's, no. that's so yeah. true. Patrick, what mm. about you? Uh, well, this past semester, I've definitely felt, uh, as a result of formation, just that honest desire and thirst for for the academics mm. side. Mm -hmm. um, at St. Paul, at uh, 
Mount St. Mary Seminary, we were very much uh, given a lot, a lot academically to handle. And that sort of uh, mentality, uh, while it, they do have their reasons, it definitely can kind of produce sort of like, I just got to get this done sort of, right. sort of mentality. But the academics at St. Paul Seminary, um, they view more as a part of the intellectual dimension of mm. formation. Mm -hmm. And so then they, they've, uh, it's as compared to the Mount where I came from, it's been dialed back. Mm -hmm. And that dialing back has really allowed my heart to flourish in its honest desire of, I want to go learn more about this subject, or I want to go learn about more, more about church history, and mm -hmm. go to the library and, and check out a book that I want to read, and, and honestly, like, go get into the topic and actually uh, retain more of it because I have that desire of, I want to know this. Mm -hmm. This is really good for my faith. And just, that's, that's been something uh, formative for me at uh, St. Paul Seminary that I very much have enjoyed. Mm, so too, that's great. That's great. Well, you know, we're in a Eucharistic revival, young men, mm -hmm. and I just want to ask him, how has your belief and participation in the Eucharist, how has that done to your faith life and maybe how you live your life? What, what influence and great inspirations have you had because of the Eucharist? Um, yeah, I mean, the Eucharist has really been like, as I kind of mentioned in my vocation story, it's kind of super influential in that. Mm -hmm. And also just kind of, um, yeah, it's helped me grow much, much, much closer to the Lord. And really, I've come to notice that, um, yeah, just the silent time with him in the Eucharist or just um, whether it's, you know, and also just going to Mass too, those little things, um, all that time with him is really what kind of brings me life every day. Mm -hmm. And I've really noticed that sometimes, like, if I'm having a rough day, just going in, spending some time with him, sometimes that's that's all I need. And that's just kind of wonderful whenever I have those moments of consolation mm -hmm. and just like, yeah, the just being with him there yeah. uh, through the, through the Eucharist. And St. John Vianney story, right? I look at him, he looks at me. What are you doing at? I look at him, he looks at me, you know, it's yeah, that, yeah. That, that simplicity mm -hmm. of being in the presence of the Lord. Exactly. Yeah? That's the goal. Yeah. That's the yeah. goal. That's all yeah. he wants to do is just look at you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Patrick, what about you? Uh, sort of definitely along the same lines as mm -hmm. Garrett, uh, just spending that quiet time, uh, with our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament of the Altar, uh, in the Tabernacle, or uh, during exposition in adoration, has definitely uh, formed me, mm -hmm. allowed me to actually be formed by Him. Like and that, that yeah. I've had a docility mm -hmm. um, towards formation. And that docility has allowed uh, God to really work in my heart to change me into the man He wants me to be. Uh, I can tell you, I can tell you definitively that uh, I've noticed myself, and people have told me. I'm not the same person I was two and a year, two and a half years ago, and that's that's due to the Holy Spirit, and that's that's due to uh, that quiet time uh, with our Lord uh, in the Blessed Sacrament of the Altar. Um, I think the principle of the more time you spend with somebody, uh, the more you'll sort of become like them. Mm -hmm. Apply that to the Eucharist. The more time you spend in prayer with our Lord, the more He will form you to be uh, like Him, and He'll form your heart to be like the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, great witnesses. You know, for myself, too, you kind of touched on some do this. Humility, you know. I don't know if you guys ever do this, but I struggle with pride sometimes. Okay, I'm just going to lay it out. You know? And having Christ, you know, who right, humbled himself, right, taking the form of a slave, right, you know, Philippians 2, uh, is so awesome because it really does form in that humility. And then, the, I guess, but the word that comes to me is the peace that comes from that, Right. I'm not in control, and that's okay. I've given God control. He's going to direct my life. He's the one, you know? So it's just like, ah, okay. That, that sense of peace that flows over me because of that, it also comes, so. 
Yeah, that's definitely peaceful, but it's also can be really hard. At least I know for me, mm-hmm. it's just the letting go and just like, yep, you're going to take care of this. Uh, it, it, isn't it true? So when I'm in a prideful situation, whether it's with, with another person, whatever it is, uh, I was just telling my spiritual director this yesterday. God has put upon my heart, pray for that person and pray for that God will work through them, powerfully through them, right? You know, so the whole idea is, okay, I could be doing that, you know, but okay, but, you know, okay, Lord, bless him. Bless what he's doing. Bless this work because mm-hmm. it's all your work, you know? Yeah. And boy, that, that just that really helps me a lot. This is awesome. Well, guys, we only have a couple minutes left. Let, let's go here. So there's probably some young men listening here going, dang, why did I turn on the radio today? Hmm, maybe God's got something for me, you know? Um, you each have your great individual stories, which is awesome. But what would you say to that young man, or maybe the mom or the grandmother who's praying those rosaries, right, for the young men who might be discerning a possible call, or maybe because you were kind of you're kind of fighting, nah, I don't want to go there. What, what would you say to young men in that situation? Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I guess the first first of all is just be open. Mm. Um, perfect. Yeah. Be will be willing to consider it. Um, talk to talk to a priest if you're feeling like you might be, might have the call. Um, yeah. Talk to others, uh, seek some assistance, uh, spend time with the Lord. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's such great. Simple, but great. Right. Just, just be, say yes to Jesus. Right. I mean, just be yeah. open, right. Sit there, listen, be open. Patrick, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I would second that. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you even have, if one even has sort of that prick of an idea of maybe I'm called to the priesthood. Uh, that was that was a prick for me in my mm-hmm, mind. Mm-hmm, and that yeah. never quite went away. Mm-hmm. And that that in and of itself is a possible call to the priesthood. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be discerned uh, with a spiritual director, mm-hmm. definitely. And I'd recommend uh, if somebody has that prick in their mind, get a spiritual director, spend some quality time with our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, um, and just, just meditate on that and be open, like mm-hmm. Garrett said, open to whatever the Lord has in store. Um, because in the end, uh, there's really only one, actually two questions you have to answer. One, is he calling me? And two, do I want to be called? Mm-hmm. And that willful acceptance of I am willing to say yes to the call um, is that next step. That's so key. And you know, another thing, we've talked about ad nauseum, well, I shouldn't say ad nauseum, a lot, mm-hmm. silence. You know, even yeah. if, you know, I mean, turn it off the, because you guys, I mean, I grew up, right, with, Party line. You don't know what a party line phone is, do you? It's where you had a, a, a phone they had on the wall, and like five or six families shared it. So if someone else was on, you had to hang. That was our phone. Okay, no computers, none of this stuff. Now technology is great, but we need some silence, don't we? The school of silence. So it, someone sitting there, so I don't think I can spend an hour in adoration. Okay, set your set your clock, set your uh, your phone for two minutes. And just be silent for two minutes and be comfortable with her. Just maybe starting there, right? You know what I'm saying? So, well, Garrett and Patrick, thank you so much for sharing your story and your journey. And we wish you all the best as you continue to discern and God continues to bless you. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, yes. That's awesome. Thank Garrett you, Tim. and Patrick, absolutely. Up next, we're speaking with the deacon, Deacon Bruce Dahl. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this.